No, no touching the desk. Okay, so would you like to set the segment up that you failed at before? About being a happy camper? If you're okay, this is how to do a podcast. This is how to the do a podcast. The is segment is once again, once again, Project Happy, Project beta. Happy Beta. I just did it. There's dead air. Because you're not talking. I was letting you. I was. You're letting you me. Saying, there's. You're. You can't just literally mirror everything I say after I say it and be like, see, I said it. Okay. So the next thing you should just maybe explain what the podcast is about and what we're doing. It's about how to make a podcast. You are the worst <laughs> podcast partner I've ever no. had. Project Happy is about positive affirmations. It's about positive mindset. It's about law of attraction. It's about how programming can impact everything and where that comes from. Delivering you, the listener, with a positive message for the day. Oh, that's what it is? Someday. <laughs> we're at the end of the line. You're going to stab me with that pen. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stab you with the pen. <laughs> All right. So just, just so to set this up the right way, um, I think you did a pretty good job. Okay. But this is um, a little direction ahead of still time. Still, a is helpful. Well, but but we both agree that you and I sort of banter better at times. We do banter. So it's okay to not be perfect. No, even All though right. I am, we can't really do much about that. All right. So if you were to give someone advice today, like, and one of the things we could talk about is just how the week is and things you saw and things that we saw and. Or we can talk about different books that we've read, different experiences. It doesn't really matter. I don't think we need that much direction, do you? No, and I like the idea of reading. I just don't do much of it. So this might help with that. <laughs> However, all this week, I have gotten to teach on positive affirmations, positive mindset. And I do that in all of my classes. Okay. How about so, if I interview you some? That's not interesting, and you're welcome to see how that sounds. Our viewers might run for the hills, though. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Brian, um, what would, um, you think, um, uh, like, you mean, like, I'm not gonna interview like that. Why are you saying, um, so many times? Because before? that's what you have in your head for an interview. You think it's gonna be boring. I'm boring. No, I, it's not. I mean, it's not about you. I don't want to interview you for your stories. I don't care what your stories are. No one, you, you have, your stories suck. They really do. They're the worst stories. You just said you were interviewing me. Okay. You're contradicting yourself now. Ryan, what's your name? <laughs> Versini Daniels. Ryan Riala. Riella. Riala. Riella. And my name is Jesse Howard. Ella. Ella. And Ella. this is how to podcast. I thought it was how to make a podcast. It's how to podcast. Oh my God, you don't even know the name. It's You've seen it. It says how to podcast. No, it doesn't. You're the worst I've ever met. <laughs> it's how to podcast. Epi beta episode Project Happy. We're five minutes in. Two. We still don't even know the name. <laughs> okay. The reason I was talking about interviewing is because, I, here's the thing. You teach classes, right? Yes, this has been a challenging week. Yes. So, I am curious, and, and we don't have to be so interviewing, but my question is this. 
you have people who are doing well and people who are doing poorly. What do you think the main difference is between someone who does well and someone who does poorly in real estate? You know, 90% of what we do comes from mindset. And we know that. And it all starts with our own programming as far as how we how we interpret events or other people's behaviors or information that we're taking in and whether or not our programming is no whether our programming is positive or negative determines how that affects us we also are in control of our programming and yet so much of it you know i really think that the answer to the question no it's it's fine is Insecurity. Okay, that's where I saw you saw me writing this down. I was like programming confidence, and I'm sitting there wondering, you know, when you're talking about programming, you're talking about programming is kind of everything that we are, right? Yes. That we have. So the way that we break it down in the class. So we have people who are confident. Mm-hmm. What you call the insecure is like lack of confidence. It's right? a lack of confidence, okay, and so that confidence is either because of programming or it's just a lack of experience. Do you think it's all? Do you think it's a lack of confidence or a lack of willingness to do what's difficult? Now that's the one that people are not willing to admit to. Because I lack confidence. And yet you're willing to do the work that you need to. Well, that's what I mean. Like, and and you know me pretty well. You know I have self-esteem issues. I have self-image issues, and I, I lack confidence. And I I have a fear of public speaking. Things I do on a regular basis require <laughs> to, to be the opposite of that. Every single bit of that. Right. Yes. So I overcompensate by being cocky, by being funny, by being um, more than ever willing to get in front of people and speak all the time, even though I hate it. Mm -hmm. um, I do all those things. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that it's a lack of confidence. I, I think it's a lack of, of willingness to survive. And the thing is, there's probably if someone's listening to this right now who's like having a bad day, be patient. I'm not trying to shit on you. I'm just <laughs> saying that, you know, that... Okay, so there's what, a get upness about you. Well, the, uh, and that brings up a different point that you have to have a clear understanding of what is most important to you as far as what it looks like to be living your best life. What would you ideally be want to be doing? What would you want to have? Where would you want to go? How much money do you want to have that just sits in the bank account collecting dust because you can't spend it enough, you know, and quickly enough? Whatever those things are, there's... Like, that sounds like a pet, uh, running from pain, running towards pleasure. Here's the thing, though, is that either because of programming that says, well, you can't want that fancy car because now you're just being, you know, materialistic. You can't want to make a, a ton of money because now you're just being greedy. And and it's not about that. It's about what it's going to do for you on the highest level. And so many people don't envision their biggest motivation or their big drive or what we call your big rocks because they allow the outside opinions of others affect that or they minimize it because they don't believe that they deserve it. Okay, so you're talking about getting to a certain point. Um, 
where people have these, this guilt about being successful. Yes. And I think that this might be, we might be able to crack into a little bit of a, crack the shell a little bit here because okay. I think those are all excuses. They are. That give people an excuse to sit because sitting, if you sit, it's not really your fault if you fail or if you succeed. You because did, I didn't do anything. Because you weren't committed. Exactly. I didn't break it, and I didn't, I didn't make it too big to where my mom says, "Hey, what do you? Well, you know, money is the root of all evil, or whatever." Mm-hmm. So what I don't think people look look at at work. I don't think they connect that with survival. I think it, I think it really comes down to the people who have to fucking survive and people who don't. Or people they don't connect survival. Well, so with, then, with this. then why, if it's just a matter of survival, do people not just go and work at Walmart? Okay, first off, <laughs> working at Walmart would be awesome if you could get a good job there and be like, hey, man, it's because Walmart sucks to work at. Okay, then. I mean, not not all Walgreens Walmart. No, no, I'm saying all Target. The, I'm or, saying I'm saying all the WalMarts. Or suck. just retail in general. Yeah, it's because it's not or a good waiting life. tables. Because it controls the hours of your life. It makes things, I don't know, it's really difficult. Well, you know what's funny about that idea of controlling your hours? When you work for somebody else, yes, they determine your schedule. This is what you are agreeing to do during these hours because that's what we're paying you to do. And so many people that I've met with that got into real estate said, I don't want someone to have control of my schedule like that, right? right? And then immediately, as soon as they get into real estate, one of the first things that they tell me is, well, I know that I've got to be willing to do this seven days a week and, you know, answer phone calls at all hours of the night because, you know, my clients need me to. Says who? You just went right back to what you were doing before that you said you hated. Okay. Wait, <clears throat> I don't want to move too fast on this. I want to slow down just a second. Oh. Why won't, because if somebody, because if somebody can survive, why don't they? You're saying, why don't they just go take a job somewhere, right? Yes. I believe there are people in this business right now who in can't our get that job. Okay. I bet I, I believe there are people who can't get a decent job <clears throat> who thought, okay, I'll try this real estate thing because they're 35 years old and they have no resume. Okay. It costs money to get into real estate, though. And to stay in it. Okay. Not a ton. So if we're talking about survival, why would you go into something that requires an initial investment? Well, for me, um, the reason that I, I'm in real estate is for survival. But what I want for survival is different than what somebody else wants. So I then want does that go back to the big a rock? Big pile of money and sit on top of it, go, hmm, it's all mine. It's all so mine. That goes back to the clarity on your big why, right? Right. So without that clarity, you don't really know what any of this is for, and it can all feel like total bullshit. Unless you know what it is that you're driving towards, there's no, there's no clear pathway on how to get there. And everything becomes frustrating because you don't really understand what it is that you're doing any of this for. Well, okay, so, so let's, let's... Hold on. Hang on. No, I, no, one, I other, just want to one other side on this. So... The other side of that is if you have clarity and if it is something that is enough to get you to do what you need to do, then it is about survival. You've got that clarity and it may not be survival in the sense that, well, if I don't, you know, if I don't do this, then I'm not going to be able to eat tomorrow. It's, 
I refuse because my big rock is so important to me that living that best life is so important to me that I will not let anything stand in my way. Okay. So then it goes back to what I, you were initially saying as far as willingness. Someone, I don't have a problem with someone believing that. The problem is that's rhetoric. People use it all the time and it's bullshit. Alright, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So here's what I was saying about that. This is what I think is rhetoric. Okay. I hear it a lot. I've been I've been here 11 years. In that, uh, new agents come in. I teach classes. Whatever you teach classes, you've taught a lot more classes than me by now. <laughs> the thing is, I hear the same thing. I got to do this. I got to make money. I got to find some customers. Yeah. I got to do this. And the word I gotta means shit. What are you willing to do? It seems like when someone says I have no <laughs> choice, that's when it seems like they really mean it. Uh huh. The word I need to, I want to, I, I gotta, got all that is all bullshit. But the person who's in desperation saying, I have no choice but to be successful at this, those are the ones that I've seen successful. Well, even the desperation thing, there's two sides of that, right? There's the desperation that comes from the I gotta people because they're not doing the things that they need to and the clock is starting to tick. Well, like me, the reason, right? I, the reason I have to do this is because I can't replace this job with anything in the world. I have no other skills. I'm too far into this. You're set in your ways. I'm set as a fucking realtor. Great. Good job, Jess. Yeah, 17 year old me is throwing up right now, by the way, going, oh, I can't believe you did this to my awesomeness. Mm -hmm. This is what you turned out to be, fat yeah. boy. So here's the deal <laughs> I have to do this. And, and I think when people get into this, they have these grandiose ideas of how easy it's going to be to make big money. And the thing is, it really is. That is the most annoying thing about the people that I've come across in the last better part of a decade is I think it's gonna be easier than it is yeah well because I just love all those shows on you know HGTV guess what this is not HGTV this is actual business this like, is running like, yeah. a business but, and that's that's the difference I think is that I know the difference between running a business otherwise and running this business mm -hmm. as far as running a business goes it doesn't get easier than this 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 is a very easy business to run on your that, own as far as simple a simple not easy it's not that fucking hard it's, if you if you're it, determined because just, it's, just like okay just like the one four or five people i just talked to mm -hmm. there's two contracts between four or five people are you kidding me mm -hmm. they're not having conversations that say i need i need your business they're not doing it. there's no way there's no fucking way that you're determined to be successful as a realtor having conversations often enough about the right things and you still don't have anything under contract that's just that's just not possible one of them does one of them does yeah one of them has two the rest of them have zero yes well that's the person who's <clears throat> showing hey i you know and, and that's the other person is like who walks and says hey i'm fucking badass i'm gonna get this done i'm awesome mm -hmm. great but the, i'm talking about from zero to one is a long it's a lot further than it is from one to two. No, it definitely is, and that that's also why we split up that group into three different ones, so mm -hmm. we could focus on very specific areas to develop skill. Yes. <clears throat> um, so the challenge then is getting people to admit to themselves, not even necessarily that they have to admit to anyone else, just at least that they can admit to themselves whether or not they're willing to do what needs to be done because again it's not 
complicated. We overcomplicate this business on a very habitual level. And yet it's not complicated. You and I both know it's a numbers game and it's about building relationships. So how do you do that? Well, you find a way that you can do it consistently and you practice to make it better. And if you're not willing to do that for whatever that number needs to look like, then admit it to yourself and get out. But there are people <clears throat> who can't build relationships who do well in this business. Um, there because are people, they have another skill set. Well, I usually, yes. But it's also because they are dedicated to a certain behavior. And that, that wins every time. Consistent behavior, consistent on-task behavior will beat out talent any day. Mm -hmm. And it does, over and over again. I don't want to disparage anyone, but I think it's okay to talk about some of our local agents here. Like Dawn, um, no last name. Not and not not somebody <laughs> that you would say is a dynamic person. He would admit that, mm -hmm. but he's at the top of the game all the time. How is that possible? Because he's consistent. Because in what he's he consistent. He's he's so consistent. Like he died. He dyes his hair the same all the time, and has for like twenty years. Because he wants to be the same all the time. The man is, uh, he's, he's got to be over 50 years old. He looks the same as he did when he was 25. He does, because he keeps everything the same. <clears throat> Dress pants, golf shirt, you know, mm -hmm. same, he wears, he's consistent. That's so boring. Success is boring, though. But entrepreneurs aren't, aren't after boring, because if they were, they would be okay working a regular job. Most people, it's That's so why it's important to have that big why. <clears throat> it's funny. Yeah, and the most people, you remember the number, what's the number most people say that they want to be able to make at least this year? 100,000. No, that's that's their high goal usually. I want to make at least. Oh, you're talking, of, oh, that's like 30 or 40,000. Isn't that funny? It is. You know what's even funnier is when I have the financial thermostat conversation about that. So you're saying that your goal is 45,000, let's say. All right, so Jesse, you wanna make 45,000 in the next 12 months, and yet something happened and we fell a little short. Only brought in about 35. How would you feel? Right. And okay. then mm -hmm. you break it down, and so, because the same person who said 45 is gonna still be fine with 35, more than likely. Well, then you break it down again. What if it was 20? What if it was only 10? How would you feel? And then at the end of it, when they finally reach the point that they say that number is absolutely not acceptable. I can't survive off of that. I can't, I would feel like a complete and utter failure if that's all I made. That number is your financial thermostat, which is you subconsciously telling yourself that is all that you're worth. You're willing to settle for that little. Right, and here's the thing. I think we could actually do an entire segment on financial thermostats. Yeah, we could. And I think what we're doing today, we actually are talking about a lot of things we could break down into whole podcasts. I really do. So this is something that we can pause, go back, listen to the segments, mm -hmm. and actually cut this into an entire season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the financial thermostat going downward, believe it or not, I have never heard of anybody going backwards like that. I've only gone up with it. I've never gone backwards with a financial thermostat. That's the whole point of the financial thermostat. I've only gone upwards with it. Because the challenge is that if, if you're saying that you want to earn this, 
and then you fall short of it, are you still okay with that? Every time that you go down, you're, you're asking yourself, are you settling for it or not? Oh. Are you okay with going that low? Well. And then when you reach that point that you say, this absolutely is not acceptable, that's what you're subconsciously telling I mean, yourself you, that you're your worth. Your bottom number is very simple. You should fucking, well, that's the thing. Most people don't know how much money they have to spend to live either. That's a true, a sad truth. No, that is, it is a sad truth. Most people don't know. They don't actually operate off a budget. Yeah, okay. When they so, talk about putting a plan of I having like three months of bills. we should talk about because okay. it, that was one of the first eye openers when I took the class bold that was really crazy to me was how low my financial thermostat was. And Think how scary it is when I come across somebody who reaches zero. Right, and I'm a big thinker. You know, did, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm a big thinker, mm -hmm. and I still surprised myself at how low mine was. And check this out. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I know you have it. As a matter of fact, I found this the other day. It's my 2009 appointment book. What? Yeah. So, which would have been given to me in 2008. Eight. So, I have um, my goals. 2009 in here. I wanted 200 people in my database on a 33 touch. <laughs> Did you know that after I've gone through this with my assistant, I actually do not have 200 people consistently on a 33 touch? And now it's more than 33 touches. I've made almost $100 million in real estate sales, and I still don't fucking have that. You sold. You have not made $100 I said in real estate sales. I didn't. You made a hundred million in real estate, estate sales. You closed a hundred right, million right. in real estate. In volume, sales. I've done that much in volume. Yeah. I haven't made that many dollars. Clarity is power, honey. But it talks about some funny things. You know, <clears throat> keeping my house clean. My house is is clean and orderly. Um, it talks. I talk about posture and breathing. You know me pretty well. I still have horrible posture. <laughs> I did end up going to Lake Tahoe though. <clears throat> Here, but check this out. One of my big goals was to score under 100 in golf. I wanted to accumulate $15,000 in savings. I would shit my pants if I only had $15,000 right now. Seriously, I would go take a second and third job. So are you telling me that's what I should be doing? <clears throat> if you don't have $15,000 in savings, you need, to, you, need to, you need to raise that a little bit. Um, but here's the thing. What I started doing, this was so funny, I wanted to make a million dollars and I knew I couldn't do it in a year. So what I wanted to do was I started saving all my paycheck stubs. When I would have a closing, and I would stick it in my millionaire real estate agent book and then I would grow. And so each time, it, it would, and I had Lisa and Ava sign that I was gonna do that. And after I made a million dollars in real estate commissions, I realized it wasn't, Really, that much money because it took me so fucking long to do it. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I was already thinking like, like of stuff like very specific things that I needed to do that were so simple. But I took bold here. Two thousand nine. And that's and I mean I was thinking outside the box. Look at how all these appointments I had. Now your people who are not who are not finding success right now, do they do this? No. 
lunch with, lunch with, lunch with. You know what I was doing? I was finding the most successful people who would go to lunch with me and just going to lunch with them and asking them how I could be successful, mm -hmm. what I need to do. It's really funny. I think I told some of your people that the other day. Yeah, you did. Over and over again. 2009. Now, if you have Success a, is simple. It's not easy. I didn't have a choice. And that's the key. So we'll get to my story some other time. But the thing is, I wanted to talk about, you know, mindset, all that kind of stuff, and sort of find out how we could start to talk about this. And I okay. think doing segments like this and then breaking down each segment and then turning that into a whole focused podcast, like what is a financial thermostat? Let's talk about financial thermostat. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about confidence and programming and all that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we could spend... I think we should end each one of our segments with a positive message. Maybe start with a positive message, like, like, what a are the, quote like the happiness, like the happiness sandwich. So we start with a positive message. It's a love sandwich. That's what Mo calls it. Mo who? Mo Anderson. Okay, <clears throat> who is a person? So, but yeah, start out with. Start out with a powerful thing, a, a, a powerful message, not necessarily a quote, could be a quote. But what if it's like message. a stat or a quote or something that has to do with that I think it, topic? Absolutely. absolutely. And then the one on the end is the warm fuzzy. Or it could be the same one. Just something to leave. Reiterate so, that. So like, you know, like, you said it right. You know, you're a good vocabulary person. I know. You didn't say reiterate. No, it's reiterate. That's so good. We're getting along great. <laughs> oh my god! I mispronounce things Everything. so often. <laughs> but um, so if we start out by saying, um, you know, you, for instance, uh, you're an unlimited person. The only limitation you have is your own is your is what you put on yourself, and we have we can prove that by um, you know X Y Z, right? And okay. So we so we say something like that that empowers people. Like we want to empower you this week. To have the confidence to talk to you know three new people, mm -hmm. something like that, um, and then we talk. We have the whole segment, and then at the end of it, we could say something else that that is. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think if we're doing that, then it becomes a good a, a, a good podcast. It doesn't have to be the only thing we ever do in our lives, but it's a podcast that I think is marketable and worthwhile. Yes. The purpose of the podcast, I mean, the thing is, I want to get people to stop killing themselves. All right. I don't know if you know that. I mean, you know, I want to have a ranch, a retreat for people with PTSD, people who run suicide watch, to, as an alternative to blowing your fucking brains out, please come visit our ranch, come pet our sheep. Oh, no, you did tell me goats, about the ranch. Pet our chickens. <clears throat> yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. It's a non-kill ranch, a non-kill working ranch. I want to do that. And I think it starts by doing this. Okay. And everything that we do gets us one step closer. But the thing is, we can't talk about suicide every week because then people start killing themselves. <laughs> it's, it's, that definitely and, 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 does not need to be a good thing. if we're not successful, thing. then we are losing listeners literally <laughs> each week. And that's not a good thing for a podcast. They're not just switching the channel. Uh, yeah, but I do like the idea of having, you know, that and then segment and then eh, something like that. Okay. Something we can do, you know, while on a treadmill, you know, suggest that, you know, on your way to work. So 15, I think 15 minutes is, uh, maybe 20 minutes is the average commute. Like that, so let's set up a podcast that, that works within that. Okay. 
Alright. I was gonna burp, but I didn't want to burp around you because, you know, bad things happen. It smelled so bad. <laughs> I just burped. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. God. I couldn't help it. And I guess vitamins. technically you're allowed to because it's your office now. No. Is it smelling? No. It's, it, I, dude, I'm sorry. So sorry. So I think another side of Project Happy should be just feel good stuff, whether it's silly banter about this or a mm-hmm. funny story or a good story or some sort of warm fuzzy or something like that. I'm not saying that. I don't that mind that at all, having the warm fuzzy of the day. Where we could just tell a cutesy story or success story, something like that. Which okay. I mean, that's that's one way to do it. That it was. My thought on it was that the that the happy spreads across the entire spectrum of happy. That it's not just about positivity. It's not just about mindset. It's not just about not killing yourself. It's not just about this, that, or whatever. That it, it's it's also fun. People want inspiring. People also want fun. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think that's a good idea. So, it could be just funny stories or picking on each other. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that works. Yes. All right. Well, then let's shut this down and uh, we can pick it up next week. Are we set on Thursdays or are you wanting to move to Fridays?